Hello, Claremont. Welcome to yet another episode of Claremont Speaks. I'm Russ Binder, your host as always. And for today, I have the pleasure, once again, it's been a long time, of having one of my favorite early guests, Randy Lopez. Randy is a repeat offender. In other words, he's back for some... uh, (laughs) Yes, I've been called that. Back for some more abuse. For those of you, and I can't imagine who it would be that don't know Randy... He is the uh, chairman of the City Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, executive director. Executive director. Okay, I was. I didn't. Not such admit, a lofty title. That's executive too much. director. I was going to say master of the universe and wow. ruler of all he purveys. <laughs> but okay, executive director, and he is also let's say high up in the organization over at Ophelia's Jump. Yes. What is yes, your official I, title over there so, besides? Uh, again, master of the. Not hardly. So I've, I'm one of the co-founders of Ophelia's Jump, and I'm, I'm CEO. And CEO. Okay. So I am here with the next best thing to royalty. Uh, Yeah. Just about two miles away from. Yeah. 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 There we go. We're here today to talk about the new show that's coming up with Ophelia's Jump. It's the Midsummer Shakespeare Festival. It's going to be at the Sontag Greek Theater at Pomona College. It's co-produced by Ophelia's Jump and Pomona College. So in other words, this is a joint venture. It's a partnership, something we've been doing together. Very cool. And for the first outing then is a The Winter's Tale? Yeah, it's part of our Midsummer Shakespeare Festival. We have our regular shows at Ophelia's Jump, our own theater. At the actual theater at over the actual there. At the actual theater. Across the street, conveniently from the brewery. Yes, right across from Last Name Brewing. Right. Our friends there. So we're located in Upland. We have our stage there. And then we, and I'll talk, we have another stage coming. Oh, really? And yeah, we're just, we're growing. We're just trying to make sure we have more than one bathroom. So we're, uh, we've got a few bathrooms and a couple of... You're going to have to get Judas Priest to come in with a parody of, you got another stage coming. There you go. Wow. Didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's one word. How much different could it be? No, that's good. Yeah. 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 No, we could do that. That sounds a good idea. We'll, we'll look at it. Yeah. We, uh, but I'll we call have, them up right now. Right. But what we do is every summer we've been doing since 2014, our Midsummer Shakespeare Festival. It's a tradition now in Claremont, and we have that at the Sontag Greek Theater. Every summer. time. Every time. It's a beautiful venue. Now, for those who haven't been, and that would include me, Randy here is sell- going to be selling me on going, but I don't think it's going to be such an extraordinary <laughs> sales job. He has shown me some of the pictures of the venue at night, all lit up and with the costumes, and just right there it makes you want to go. It's a beautiful venue. It was known as the Wash as if for a lot of the alumni of folks that have gone to the colleges there or from Claremont. We know it as The Wash. It was redone a number of years ago, but it's an outdoor Greek amphitheater. Mm-hmm. You're out there surrounded by trees. There's a lawn that we have picnicking before the show. Nice. But we were fortunate to partner with Pomona College to have this event. We followed Shakespeare festivals throughout the country, LA, New York, and the idea of getting together for Shakespeare, we wanted to really create really a gift for the community. But now, is having it outdoors like that also, in a way, paying homage to the way Shakespeare would have done it back then? I mean, they didn't have all these fancy mics and computers and amplifiers. People had to stand out in the middle of the square and really project. Well, you know what? You bring up a good point. Shakespeare was really meant to be the people's entertainment. It's body. It's fun. It's silly. There's clever. There's Tarantino. There's love stories. There's comedy. There's black comedy. There's Titus Andronicus, which is pretty much as close as you can get to Silence of the Lambs. There's all these plays and themes, 
But they were meant to be for folks, and they actually had the groundlings section of the theater, which is where everybody just stood in the front, so royalty would sit in the box seats. Gotcha. Or folks that could afford to, and royalty stood. But it's meant to be close to the actors and meant to be engaging with the audience, and that's what we're doing. Actually, we're able to even meet Beatrice Cassegrain, the artistic director, myself met with the artistic director from The Globe in, in London, and we were talking about what we do here. And uh, we had a great conversation. We wanted to have that same feeling that you're going there. If you don't know Shakespeare, if you think it'll be too lofty, you go. You're going to connect with it the way we perform it. and It'll uh, suck you in because you're just that close. Yeah. You know what? And also because if the intent of the actors is clear, if what they're telling the story, the language, you settle into it within a few minutes. And that's why people bring their high school kids, their students and adults and everybody goes. And being outside... We're going to be serving some craft beer from Claremont Craft and nice. Last Name Brewing and wine from, from the packing house, from Sal's Place. And we'll have, you can picnic. And this is meant to be a fun party and right. event. And uh, so it's really accessible. And then Winter's Tale is the play that we're doing this summer. Now, in the venue itself, you know, this isn't recliners with no. drink holders and, no, and no, kick no. out footrests no. where- like at the movies now, you, you get all settled in and then before the credits are over, you're Now, we you're want asleep. you to work a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. These are bench seats and you're good. They're actually relatively comfortable cement benches that are built there. But what we ask for folks and tell them, bring a stadium seat. One of those stadium seats that, that have, have on, a little back. Right. So yeah, we have some for rent. They run out. But if you have one, bring it with you and you'll be totally comfortable. So it hooks on underneath the, the bottom part. It just, yeah, go. it just sits right on top of the bench and just gives you some help on your back. Right. And, uh, and that's it. And some people don't. So people just bring blankets to sit on. And it's just, uh, it's really meant to be just a party. I can't keep saying that enough, but it really is just meant to be fun and go okay. outside. Yeah. Uh, Cannabis deliveries? Yeah, no, I don't think no, so. But thanks for offering. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I've interviewed a couple of folks recently. You know what? It's at the colleges, I, so I assume there's just, none it, around. Yeah, BYOD. Yeah, cool. Parenthetically, I went to see Aerosmith one time down at the, I think it's the Irvine Amphitheater. Never any drugs there for that. And what was hilarious, though, is that they, the two things that disappointed me about the show was that they had to turn it down because it was in a neighborhood. And I'm like, Aerosmith, oh, yeah. not loud? What is your problem? Right. And then they said, Steven Tyler and the band recommend that we cut off drink services at six and have everybody have a nice, safe, and sane time. And Tyler's telling me to watch my intoxicants, really. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> nicely done. Now, at your place, it is, what's- <laughs> Where are you going, Russ? Oh, I was going to say, it's, it's not like you're going to be handing out black tar heroin or anything, but what do you- is there anything to buy there? Because I know at the Ophelia's Jump, there is. Yeah, what we do is, wow, that's a segue. We have, this no, man, uh, yeah, you've done this before. We have, we tell people to bring picnics and we want them to go to some of our local businesses, go to Saka's, go to Euro Cafe, go to The Hitch, the new place in Upland, go to Pizza and Such, any right, of, right. and grab something, come early. It's, so here's how it works. The shows are evenings because it's the summer. We want it to be cool enough. The Winter's Tale starts at 8 p.m. every night, Thursday through Sunday. Got it. Before the show, we have a green show. And a green show is a traditional Shakespearean event that was basically just an entertainment before the main show. At 7 o'clock, every performance, we have some type of a music performance. I see. Music. So it's not the actual, like the prelude to the play. No. So you can come if you want to come right before the show. That's great. If you want to get there to be in time for the beginning of the green show around 7, that's great. Come and sit in the lawn above right. the stage and 
You can picnic there, listen to some music. We'll have, going back to your other point, we'll have concessions. So we'll have soft drinks, beer, wine. Snacks. That's really where I was going. Yeah, In other yeah. words, what's the convention? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, and this, it's pretty much how we've set up Ophelia's Jump. We right. want Ophelia's Jump to be a place where you come, you enjoy a show. You probably don't know what it's going to be, or maybe you've never heard of it, but you relax, you enjoy it. It's done well. And then you want to go talk about it after. But the other thing is when we have shows, we like people to relax. We want it to be as comfortable as going to a movie. Right. It's accessible. So you're going there. And even at our studio, we have a liquor license where you can get a you can get a soft drink, you can get popcorn, but you can also get an old fashioned or some drink. whiskey. Yeah, yeah serious right. drink. And it's it just it's so nice to be able to sit there, have a cocktail, a glass of wine, and watch a show without driving to LA and getting professional actors. It's yeah, that's actually so cool. I was just gonna say. Right. Anything that avoids yes. getting on a train or a freeway mm-hmm. and yet still delivers, and I'm going to say this from personal experience, right. the level of acting that my wife and I saw when we saw Who's Afraid of a Virginia Wolf. Oh, thank you. Anything that delivers that level of acting and you don't have to do all that other stuff, right. I'm in. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. That is just like... It's almost, uh, and I won't go into the, what is it, the uh, quakes out here? Right. It's not brain damage to go down to the, the ravine. Right. You still see pretty good baseball. Right. So you go over to Ophelia's Jump, you don't kill yourself, and you still see really good acting. And you brought up the quakes. We've spoken about that internally a little bit because we consider ourselves that farm team. We get actors. A lot of our actors come from, from here. Some come from here. Mm. They're studied. They have BFAs in you know acting and theater, and they come from L.A. And right now we have about three or four actors coming from Santa Monica area to do Shakespeare because it gives them a chance before they go to some of the bigger theaters or the big places, right. the A-team the Pantages or wherever, sure. the Mark Taper, things like that. But we get those actors that have studied and are making their name and are on their way up. So they're coming to Ophelia's Jump to do things like Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf as a place like the Quakes. It's that farm team. So we have actors that we're seeing now. We've been around for almost 10 years that we're seeing on TV shows, that we're seeing all over the industry now that have started with us in not like just acting, instance, but who, who, lighting. Anybody you want to shout out? Well, we just saw one of our actors was in Barry recently. We saw one of our actors who did Romeo and Juliet did, I can't remember the name of the horror film, commercials. One of our company members does a lot of work there, but you'll see countless commercials and then they're all over the place. So our actors are on the East Coast and performing and even one of our board members and actors from Waiting for Godot is now with the Old Vic in London. So you can see that kind of talent. And then there are some folks that are studied and we really want them to grow and give them that opportunity. We pay all of our actors. We always have. We've always felt that for talent and the arts, we need to support that like we would anything else. Right. Um, it's not like stand-up comedy where the right. venue figures from giving you exposure. So right. you do your best and we'll sell drinks. We, we feel that if they study and work, they should be compensated. There you for go. It. And we've always done that. It's harder now. Costs have gone up. That's another subject, but costs for theaters our size have gone up about 300% where they were just before COVID. Just for square foot rent? Not just rent, but labor. Now we used to do stipends, things like that, where we would pay actors a cost to do shows. Now you're paying them as an employee because theater is labor intensive with rehearsals. The amount of time that you're getting ready for a a two weekend show could be months. So it's, uh, it's extremely costly. 
But we created Ophelia's Jump as a, a labor of love. Being in this area, we have a respect and love for theaters like um, Candlelight, which did, you know, uh, uh, that the dinner, dinner theater, theater did right? wonderful dinner theater. IVRT that does a wonderful job with the Great American Musical and a lot of their shows. And they're a wonderful group. Chino Community Theater does a wonderful theater for that. And we're just a different kind of step of theater. Another path. Another path. And we all can support each other, but it's more difficult all the time. But anyways, we're here to celebrate Shakespeare. Let's do that in two ways. First of yeah. all, now, this new stage you're going to be getting, is it going to be elsewhere or just an expansion of the facility? It's the same. Facility yeah, X? it's the same. We have currently our 50 seat and we're expanding our place so we have more room so we can rehearse while we have an actual show going on. Uh-huh. Because before everything was in one space. It's either or. So now we have a place for storage that can be used for storage, can be used for rehearsals, can be used for meetings. We even just did last weekend with the Kiwanis, they did their debunking ceremony. So they, in one space, they did a dinner for 50 people. And then the this main stage, they did a performance for everybody. Mm. So we have a venue now that can also be used for the community. Nice. Yeah, so we're very cool. got a lot going on. When you say it's going to be used for the community, is this only plays or would it also be set up for music? No, and I think because of our plays tend to be a little bit of everything. We've done great improv shows. We've done sketch comedy. We have done musicals with live bands, like Hedwig had a rock band in it. We've had some shows, some concerts. We've even did a magic show. So the way that we're setting up, we've always been able to access whatever we want to do. And we do have seating now that we can use and move around and create kind of whatever the experience is. The experience I liked about Virginia Woolf Mm -hmm. is that we had seats that were almost literally right on the stage. You were right there. Yeah. And it's extraordinary to be like, in the living room with the people. They could sweat on me if they turned their head. I, I think enough. that's, and it's something that personally I'm kind of spoiled. I enjoy theater, but I need to have a connection to it. And I love black box theater, smaller or off Broadway. That is very intimate. You do get a different experience being with an audience so close and being with actors. Yeah, you're right. Oh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? You were in the living room when they were having the fights. It, it was, was like you were on the other yeah, couch going, yeah. okay, wait, right. what? <laughs> It really is. It, and it's something that we've been very fortunate because we have members that support us, that are members for all of our shows, and they just come and they just are part of it. They help us continue. But the idea that you can see something like that so intimately and really participate, it's frustrating sometimes if I go see a big show in L.A., and it may be a great show, but the experience is so different when you're sitting in the balcony or way in the back. Right. And it can be a great show. Which makes you wonder what the people are really thinking in the Coliseum. It's like you're sitting so far away from the action, you could have just stayed home. And, and then there's a part of being with a live audience, too, because the immediacy of theater, that's what's so interesting. No two performances are alike. To get back to Shakespeare, what I love about what we do with Shakespeare is the audience is definitely involved. We want you to sit close. And we want the actors will, in Shakespearean times as well, talk and engage with the audience. Do a soliloquy right to some, looking right at somebody. We've had shows where we had one, I remember one show where a little kid was just cracking up. A little girl was just laughing, loving it. And the actor, she just took advantage and actually went down and started engaging with this kid, this little girl, and started talking to her as character. And it was a magical experience. She went with it. Uh, she went with it. And it was just something where, you know, the way that kid, that that young girl is now going to respond to Shakespeare. 
is going to be completely different because even theater in general and theater in general there's so much magic that happens with that then speaking of getting back to shakespeare yes. and the, your actors for the winter's tale two things tell us a little bit about the story what <laughs> for those of us who aren't let's say so well versed but more importantly some of the actors and some of the let's say key highlights that we're going to see so with Shakespeare, with Winter's Tale, it's a, you're right, it's not done as often. It's one of those plays, it is a romantic comedy, but it's one of those plays, it doesn't fit into the tragedy or the comedy bucket. It's not Hamlet tragedy or Midsummer Night's Dream kind of comedy. It's not Romeo and Juliet stabbing all over things In some ways, like it's a little bit of all of it because okay. it starts off, we say it starts off like a tragedy it spins into comedy and then it concludes with a fairy tale happy ending. And basically it's two kings that are lifelong friends and they're, they work well together with their realms. And then one day one of the kings decides that the other king is having an affair with the wife, the queen, and suspects her of infidelity. And then there's rage, there's a fight, the woman who's pregnant gets banished. So it starts off a little more melodramatic at the beginning. And then it takes place and then it moves to another realm, Bohemia. And there a shepherd and a son engage and different characters. And basically it's the crisis between the two families, the two realms. It's also a lot about machismo too, about all this stuff that these men are accusing each other and dealing and putting this woman and this child into this predicament that is just based on macho thoughts. So there's a bit of a play on that. There's, in true Ophelia's jump, we change the time frame. The language is the same. The language is true Shakespearean, but we do play with time a little bit. So you'll see some things in the 80s. You'll see things move fast and forward in time a little bit. So All right. time is a concept. There's one very famous line, Exent uh, Pursued by Bear, which was a stage direction that was in the text. And that is probably one of his most famous lines that he wrote because it's so ridiculous. Well, there's no reason. It just says exit pursued by bear. So <laughs> we have a bear in the play that pops out and we put a little more text with, or kind at least more kind thoughts. Kind of a wink to those who know. More a wink, but it's, it's making at the end, lovers, will it come back together? How will things fix themselves? But it's with Shakespeare, you will get some of that touches of the tragedy. Uh -huh. You'll get some of those great scenes and then you'll see some of the ridiculousness and director Caitlin Lopez who directs so much of our Shakespeare, just has such a wonderful comic timing and really works with these actors. So they're, we're having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a fun play. I think comic timing is one of the hardest things to teach. Yes. Or direct. Isn't it something like you have it or you don't? There's a thing too that comics make the best dramatic actors, which you look at people like Jack Lemmon and- My, I would immediately go to Tom Hanks for that. Tom Hanks, yeah, Because exactly. at the time I thought Bosom Buddies was hilarious. Right. Him and Scolari were just really funny. Interesting Peter Scolari story. You ready for a Peter Scolari story? Hit me, hit me. On Newport? On, so remember he did Newhart? Yes. So Peter Scolari got the part to be in Newhart, Bob Newhart's show. Right. And the story goes that Peter Scolari showed up for the first rehearsal and Bob Newhart saw him and said, not this guy, the funny one on Bosom Buddy. <laughs> nice. That he meant to hire a Tom Hanks for oh, Newhart. Oh, for real? Yeah. For not real. just a That's for real. Him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, we wanted the yeah, funny one. Yeah, he wanted guy. the funny one, but Peter Scully was great. He Actually, he was pretty funny. Yeah, he was great. By the way, I'll tell you a, right. a separate one. Did you know that the lady that owns Claremont Craft Ales, Emily? Yes. Was on a TV show as a child with him? Yes. 
You knew that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Emily, I always- Moultrie. Yes. Yeah. Emily Moultrie. I always, so Emily and I are good friends. So I tend to break out all of her old pictures when she was a little child star and show them. She also did a Going Bananas, I believe. In Correct. Show. And okay. some other, let's say, maybe not regrettable, but forgettable TV. She was also the little girl on, when they're singing Laverne and Shirley, or walking by two little girls that sing Haas and Pfeffer. Oh, know, really? That little Shlemizel, Shamazel. One of those is Emily. That's so, hilarious yeah. because when I interviewed her for this program some yeah. time ago, I didn't know. I thought we're t- going to be talking about Claremont Craft Ales. And I just, like it with everybody, I go Google it and it po- pops that she won Star She wants, and her sister did too. Yeah, at yeah. eight or nine yeah. or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to have to bring this up. And if anybody knows Emily, you can go on YouTube and put up a star search, Emily Moultrie, Be a Lion. And mm-hmm. you get the clip of her singing. There That's you go, right. Emily. Thought I'd get And if you look at the difference between that show and America's Got Talent, right. which is really the same deal, what would you think inflation adjusted, the ratio of production costs might be? Right. Like about a thousand to one. Oh. They didn't do anything. Ed McMahon stood around and they said, go stand over there. And then that's your show. Well, first off, you saw an hour of watching Ed McMahon. So that was, that was. <laughs> that's a sure cure for right. insomnia. But anyways, no. And also with one thing I wanted to mention, the festival we want you to come in, eat, drink. On Saturday, Burton Rockies will be there serving ice cream too, because it'll be Nicely hot outside. Done. So we've got them there. And then every night, you can look at opheliasjump.org or on our Facebook page and get the schedule of entertainers before for the Green Show. For example, I think opening night, we have the Happy Neighbor Club. You may see them over at the, the Farmer's Market on Sundays, but you'll see Small Town Magic, Pierre Engelbert. Pierre is a musician, guitarist, singer who also is a professor at Pomona College, who's wonderful, is going to be performing two nights. Randy Miller, who you've a guitarist, singer. Celine and the Wolf. Which I interviewed literally out in front Adriana, of your building. Yeah, Adriana and JJ are just wonderful. So they're- They were hilarious. I walked around on a Friday night yeah. just to see who I could get to talk to me. Not only that, but the, the, the reason they decided to talk to me was they were tired and wanted to go home. And they said, well, we'll talk to you instead of play. Oh, okay, thanks. But they were- yeah. Very interesting. And, she, and I've talked to her since. Yeah, come. So your ticket, you can see them. I think they'll be there on the 23rd. And then Randy Miller and David Hostetler, who are also great friends, big supporters of Ophelia's Jump will be performing. It really is bringing in the community. And also it's one of those one of those first kind of true town and gown in terms of Pomona College being our partner and really doing this as a celebration for the community. So I hope people come. I hope you. Uh, we do get people from all over the country that attend. A lot of Shakespeare they're, festival they're folks. They're going to be listening to this podcast, and I do have worldwide exposure. I know you do. That's why, I, the and only so way I could reach Poughkeepsie. Fl- yeah, well, if they're going to be flying in from Kathmandu, then you'll know it was yeah. my podcast that got him here. But anyways, it's a lot of fun, and I support support theater, support the businesses, grab some food from a local business, and uh, and just let's just have fun, because we couldn't see fireworks this year, so let's go uh, be out under the stars anyways. The band was supposed to be the replacement for the fireworks, correct? Yes. If you listen to some of my episodes from walking around there at 4th of July. Right. People really thought that was a good idea. I've talked to probably 10 people just by walking around saying, hey, you got anything to say? And the overriding theme was absolutely complimentary, not only about the show, about how well done the whole day was, about the band, how they were really having a good time. But it was very positive about Claremont as a city, a community as the people as well. There wasn't no clinkers in the bunch. Good. 
Yeah. yeah. So everybody did a great job. I think everybody's working. These are different times. And we're all trying to to still have those gatherings, still have the times where we can gather together and share things. And, you know, I'm grateful that there are things like the 4th of July event, the parades, the anytime we can do something. Now, the parade. <laughs> I didn't go this year. I missed it. The parade to me has always been what people want it to be. As I've said to others, half of Claremont's in the parade, the other half of Claremont yes. knows everybody in the parade and they're waving at them. But we got to get a serious float. There has to be like, I don't even know what you want to do. I think there should be for next year, there should be an initiative to have a serious float. I disagree. I think the the ship from Pilgrim's Place is a serious float. We need nothing bigger or better than that. That's okay, all so, I need. Now, there was one one thing <laughs> that was a Starship Enterprise oh, really? looking thing. Yeah. But I'm thinking that, okay, somewhere maybe a cut above a pickup truck festooned with a bunch of balloons isn't really a float. Yeah. But maybe, I don't think it needs to be Rose Parade, but I think there's got to be something. Yeah. more You're looking more Animal House kind of things. Oh, that uh, would be hilarious. Yeah. The, the death car from the Animal car, House. Yeah, that the, would do. The Doom, yeah, okay, Doom buggy or whatever. The, yeah, I, you know what? I just like it because it's as close as we get to watching a real-life version of The Music Man. Just right. that whole River City feel is just pretty awesome. And, and the other aspect of the parade that I always enjoy and just never cease to marvel at is that the people that come out and stake out their territory early. Oh yeah. They're like, oh no, this little strip right here with this dirt and this fire hydrant, uh, this is mine. And I got my blankets and my hood. I was like, oh, you know, it, yeah, it, I love that. It's hilarious. But the last plug I would give, if I could, is just we're at the Sontag. Tickets are available at opheliasjump.org. You can contact us. Is there a phone number? There to is call? a phone number. You can contact us at 909 734 6565. That's 909 734 6565. Is there an email to enjoy as well? Info at opheliasjump.org. And Ophelia, .org. like, yeah, Ophelia, just like in Hamlet, O P H E L I A S J U M P dot right. org. And our location. Rather we, than I L L F E L Y A. You're making me spell too? Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. Not like Ophelia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. We got. <laughs> Well, I always look at that. You're going to do what to me? Yeah. No, this is not a non-groping theater. There we go. We also right. have our theater. No is sign, Yes, yes. Assumed. We'll move on. HR line two. We're at 2009 Porterfield Way, Suite H in Upland. Actually, Suite H and I. So 2009 Porterfield Way in Upland. And you can just easily find us. We're right across from Last Name Brewing, our buddies. And you are about two inches, just barely outside of the border of uh, we, Claremont. Right. Yeah. We're right on it the- cuts uh, straight through that parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. We're right there. So so we consider you Claremont people. Even uh -huh. It's like us and Nuno's and a lot of these, we're all, we all reach the same folks. All one. Yeah. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. So let's do this then. Two things. What would you like to have people most remember- not only about this podcast, but about after having seen your show, what would you like to have the key residual thought be? I think I, first off, I want people to experience Ophelia's Jump. I want them to see what we do. And you can't, you can't really support or do anything till you see a production. I want them to come and see Shakespeare. It's something that we are continuing to do. So please come out, bring your family, bring your friends, come out and picnic. But more than that, I want you to come back and hopefully see us at our own theater, the shows we do throughout the year. That uh, your support, your donations, buying tickets, becoming a member, that kind of thing will keep us going and sustain us. And we need that now. So that's also your call to action, which it is. is the other question I usually ask is, what would you like somebody to do is come see you at your regular theater? So I'm wearing Ophelia's jump hat. 
I also wear the chamber hat. And I'm wearing the chamber hat right now when I say it's really heartbreaking when you hear people say, I miss Rhino Records. I miss the, the Lemley. I miss, yeah, I miss the Lemley. I miss Candlelight. But then you ask them next, when was the last time you went? and purchased and supported them. And a lot of folks would be like, oh, it was 20 years ago. That's exactly. When I caught somebody out in front of the Rhino Records, the lady was wondering, she's, oh, it's going? Right. When, when, are they going to be open anymore? And I had to tell her, yes, but not here. And she was bemoaning the fact that that's where she came and got all her records when she was, you know, 20 years ago. But hadn't been since. Right. That's the one big ask is that we need your support for us to continue the fight. Our community has such, and I'll get on a little bit of a soapbox, we already have such a historical love for the visual arts, for paintings, for Millard Sheets, for our artists. I don't feel like there are museums a, here. I don't feel that we have the same support for our our ballet, our performing arts, our music. And I think we need to, as a community, I'm not just saying Claremont, I'm saying all of us, this area, we need to support venues and these groups that are trying to do this because we will ultimately, if the support's not there, they can only continue to perform and do their stuff just so long. And the other part is that we are giving folks that are getting out of college before they go professional that place. So go back to your Quakes analogy. Right. Without the farm teams like the Quakes, it's difficult for someone to go from high school to pro. So It's we, almost unheard of. It's unheard of. So we need places like us. And we also need it for the community, for the stories we tell, and for the community itself. Please support the arts. That is my big spiel. Boy, I went on a little bit of a soapbox there, didn't I? Not undeservedly. Okay. I think right on point. And then once again, it's going to be starting this coming weekend. I'm going to try and get this episode out Thank right away. Thank you. Yeah, it starts July 14th. That's this Thursday, and it runs for two weeks, Thursday through Sunday at 8 o'clock. The Green Show started at 7, so July 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, following weekend, 21st through the 24th. And you invited me to come out a little early and speak to the actors. Yeah, come out and see. We'll see who's out there and talk to some of our audience, too. And I'll bring all some of the same detritus and see if we can get them to talk. Very cool. So come early, come often, enjoy yourselves, bring your loved ones, bring your stuff, bring your food, bring your drinks, but mostly have a good time. Right. Is that about to wrap it up? Yeah, bring your food. We'll have the drinks there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even better. A seven-layer Pousse Cafe is uh, to be had? <laughs> yes, it is. Have no idea. Oh, okay. Or anything with Everclear. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. Wow. Your, your New Orleans visit, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, the last time I did Everclear was we loaded up a watermelon with it at a college party and then fed it to all the girls. And boy, was that a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. The desired result had a very short window of opportunity between, um, oh, this tastes good and I need to go home. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be monitoring Russ if he's there. So yeah, yeah, be fine audience. Okay. If both eyes are spinning in the same direction, I'm still okay. <laughs> oh, Randy. So, Randy, as a, a guest, thank you for coming on again. As the executive director of the Claremont Chamber of Commerce, did, did I get yes, it right? Yes, perfect. Thank okay, you. again, thank you. And as the CEO of Ophelia's Jump, you've basically done a hat trick. Oh, <laughs> been on, you've been here for three different reasons. Right. right? No, thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank you for doing this for the community, Russ. I really, I'm grateful for what, what you do. By and large, this is for the community and my own entertainment as yet, because it has <laughs> yet to render a single dollar, but maybe that'll change. Well, then thank you, Randy, once again, and thank you, Claremont, for listening. And I hope you'll be here next time when Claremont Speaks.